cliche Spider-Man comment, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And it's just as true in packaging as it was for Spider-Man then. And what that means is you've got to be really honest with the consumer, right? You have the power to stop them in their tracks and pick up your product. All kinds of cardboard boxes. What's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? It loses its value if you take it out of its packaging. Today, we are talking about my transition from a graphic designer to a packaging designer. And I want to share this because there's a lot of information here and just how I got to that point and the things that you can do as well um, if you want to make this transition, if you want to get from being a graphic designer to a packaging designer. There's a lot you can do. Let's get to the show. This question I get asked quite a bit, which is why did I get into packaging? You know, I'd spent quite a while as a graphic designer in a variety of different brands, different agencies. And once I got asked to do a box for a product, nobody wanted to do this. Nobody wanted to work on packaging. They just wanted to focus on the graphics, whether you were the illustrator, wanted to just focus on the icons and the illustrations and character building, or the typographer who wanted to focus on type and communication. Nobody wanted to touch packaging. They just felt it was too manual. And now this was years ago when things weren't as digital as they are today. So it meant, you know, folding board, cutting, you know, cutting out dies, coming up with new structures, and then figuring out how to get it produced. Um, with that, I saw the opportunity to create a box, which meant I got to sit away from my computer, which was awesome. Um, not only did I get to sit away from my computer, I also got to go stand in the back at this big, huge table that we had. I got to pull different materials, and I got to use a different part of my brain. Um, it was a matter of you know, folding, cutting, observing where panels lined up. And it wasn't creating a dial line on the computer. It was actually building it by hand to figure out how to do it. So the first thing that I did at that time was um, I pulled an old box, an Adobe, I don't know, it was probably some Illustrator or Cork Express or some type of software box um, that I really liked. It had a front flap on it so you could open it up and create double the billboard space to communicate the entire message. When I did that, um, I took it apart and then I cut out a similar box. From that point, then I evolved it into something completely different. It was a good starting point. And as I went through the entire process, then the design team came and they were asking, okay, well, here's all the graphics that we've created. Well, that was great. Um, that was amazing that they created all these graphics and they had all this communication. But now when you're talking about packaging, it's like, well, where's everything going to go? And then everybody looked to me to help guide them where things would go because this was a different component than what they were used to. It wasn't a poster. It wasn't a flyer. It wasn't a website. It wasn't just like a 2D flat surface. This had interactive points that was going to be on display in a variety of different ways uh, on store shelves. It was either going to be having the full front facing forward or maybe just the spine depending on where it was going to show up. So we had to make sure that we had key communication points on each of those panels. And then when it opened up, when they opened up that panel um, to double the billboard space, what was it going to say? What was, you know, what was the hierarchy? Uh, were we welcoming them? What was the primary uh, message and visual? And how do those two tie together to get them to then grab the box and flip it over? Because at that time, you really wanted somebody to pick up the box from the front and spin it all the way around so that they could learn more and more and then make the purchasing decision. Versus today, it's a little bit different um, where it's a little bit more about honest communication. This is what this is. You don't even have to pick it up and flip it over to make the decision. We just want you to pick it up off the shelf, 
and buy it. So at that point in time, it was, how are we going to build this thing up? Now, there was already a strategy in place for the product. There was a strategy in place for marketing, but there hadn't been a strategy in place for packaging. Again, packaging wasn't the key piece. But having done that process, then having laid it out, uh, working with the creative directors at the time on how to put everything together, when we were done with it, we had an amazing piece of packaging, which now if I were to look back on it, I would probably laugh at it. But it was amazing at the time. And I was super proud of it. And I think what made me the most proud was that this piece really involved craftsmanship. It required a whole different level of thinking and it had a whole different power. Uh, And by power, I mean, if it was a website, you can go on a website, you can scroll, you might miss the entire point of the site. Um, You might miss all the ads, you might miss all the beautiful banner ads that somebody's worked day and night on. Uh, but this was a piece of packaging that I could pick up the phone and tell my parents, you know, hey, if you go to this store, you can see this product on shelf. Uh, and after I thought about it even longer, it became a, you know, what I consider my superpower, which is packaging, in that I can create something here in my home, uh, in my home studio, create packaging design that's going to be on shelf in a million different markets across the entire planet. And somebody's going to be walking down an aisle and see my pack make a purchasing decision. They're going to choose to buy that product because of the packaging that I've created. They're going to choose to photograph this product they've purchased because of the packaging and share it on social media. They're going to do an unboxing video about the packaging. Um, you know, it's, it's really this power that you can communicate with somebody in a different space and time. I can create something today that's going to last for years and somebody's going to make that purchasing decision in three years, in four years, that person may not even be of age to be purchasing the product if we're doing alcohol. Um, you know, they may be 17 today, but when they turn 21, they're going to see that pack and they're going to purchase it because of the packaging. Um, so again, it's like this power that you have over consumers, which is not a power that you should take lightly. There's, you know, the, <laughs> the cliche Spider-Man comment, which is, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And it's, just as true in packaging as it was for Spider-Man then. And what that means is you've got to be really honest with the consumer, right? You have the power to stop them in their tracks and pick up your product. Well, then that also gives you the responsibility to then tell them about this product and tell them about the packaging. Is it recyclable? How do you break it down to recycle it? What materials are these? Um, Are they truly recyclable uh, or are they um, recyclable in just certain regions? You know, communicating the entire process of how to dismantle this pack to recycle it. And if it's not recyclable, then you need to say on this pack, this pack is not recyclable. You know, please dispose of to go to landfill or whatever it is that you're in a message. Um, but again, that's a really key part of, uh, of communication in packaging. And I think it's important if you're a graphic designer and you're considering going into packaging because maybe um, you've seen how much media coverage packaging is getting at the moment. Um, Packaging is pretty hot. It's been pretty hot for the last few years. And it may be something you want to look at. It may be something that you're interested in trying out. So how do you get into packaging if you're a graphic designer and you have zero experience in packaging? Start making packaging. That's the first thing I can tell you. Um, Go online. You can go to a bunch of different websites to download dye lines. You can even just go to like dyeline.com or Pentawards. Find some award-winning packaging. Um, You can... Take that pack into Photoshop if you want to. 
take off you know all the graphics, make it a complete blank structure, and start applying your graphics and start testing things out. Um, you know, build your own die lines, print them out, fold them up, take them into the store, put them on shelf, and just see how your packaging compares to others. Photograph the process, share it on your social media, you know, sh- share it on Instagram, share it on LinkedIn, ask for comments, you know, reach out to different packaging designers and say, look, this is what I'm interested in doing. This is what I've created. Uh, and really put yourself out there. As packaging designers, always we are always looking for new designers to bring into packaging because what tends to happen is if you're in packaging, you get so you get so focused on packaging trends that you don't you sometimes can forget all these trends that are in other industries of design. So having a graphic designer that may have been working in it, it could be anything. You can be doing film. You can be doing you know billboards, you can be doing you know, stagecraft, like all these different things that you could have been working on. You want to hear what you bring to packaging. You know, how do you approach it differently than what you're seeing on, online, what we're seeing in stores? Um, you may have some amazing insight that we haven't even considered. So again, voice your opinion. And when you create this packaging that you're downloading from, from the web, make sure you put your stamp on it. Whatever your experience is, take all the knowledge that you've gained and apply it to the pack. It may be completely wrong, but it could be completely right. Um, and I think the more that you share it, the more feedback you're going to get. But it's definitely a way to get into packaging. And I mean, that's how I got into packaging. You know, I started, uh, I did that box. I fell in love with it. Then I started doing, uh, you know, promo promo packs for different brands that didn't ask me to do that. I would pull stuff off the web. I'd see a brand that, that was releasing a new product. I would release packaging for it online. Started getting a lot of media buzz around this. This was a long time ago uh, when nobody else was doing that type of, you know, that type of promo, um, and people would think it was real packaging, uh, which was great. And I get feedback from it, and that allowed me to get into packaging. You know, my phone rang, I got job offers, I got uh, freelance gigs. A lot of things came of that. Nothing's changed. There's just more competition. You just have more social media to do that on. You know. You can do it on TikTok, you can do it on Instagram, you can do it on LinkedIn. Um, just let people know what you're interested in doing and what your point of view is. Go online, post all your packaging. If you want somebody to critique it, if you're looking for people to give you some feedback, you can find me on LinkedIn, Evelio Matos. Um, you can go to the packagedesignunboxed.com website and post a question on there. There's a little phone button on there you click on it and then you can leave a voicemail. Any questions that you have on packaging, please let me know. I'm happy to answer them. You can also follow me on TikTok at Professor Packaging. You know, I share a lot of different insights in packaging there as well. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. That's it for the show. Thanks so much for joining us on Package Design Unboxed. If you have any questions, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm always available for questions. Once again, check us out at packagedesignunboxed.com.